to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Sullis, and with me again, thankfully, is my very, 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 very talented friend, a remedy to all that ails us, the mixtress, DC Gina. Hey, Louise. It's been a while, huh? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a couple of episodes. Yeah. You know, a world pandemic. I mean, it's been a lot. Couple of those things happening, world shutting down, <laughs> stay at home orders, lack of toilet paper. Oh my gosh. Too much the to navigate. Yeah. The light is real. Uh, yeah. So let's let's light let's lighten this up a little bit. You know, I mean we're all dealing with what we just mentioned, you know, COVID nineteen is a real thing and we're doing the podcast from our homes and we you know what better time to, for you to help us get through it all by making some really amazing cocktails something simple that you know we can do at home I like to call it stuck at home bartending you know you're stuck <laughs> at home bartender um so I have some funnies for you how about that some lighting yeah, up a little bit because you it's know funny. everyone needs a laugh and I'm used to you laughing at me not necessarily with me so here we go <laughs> in honor of your time behind the bar um, so a neutron walks into the bar and asks, how much for a beer? Bartender says for you, no charge. <laughs> get it? Neutron? No I get charge. it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. Here's another one for you. <laughs> Dad jokes. I know. I know. They're terrible. Um, so a screwdriver walks into a bar and the bartender says, Hey, we have a drink named after you. Oh. And the screwdriver looks confused and asks, you have a drink named Philip? <laughs> Wait, I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> I have not been drinking today, I promise. Not yet. <laughs> um, and, okay, and then this is my all-time favorite joke, and I've actually said this on the show before. And so uh, this one's my all-time favorite dumb, dumb, dumb joke. So a horse walks into a bar, and the bartender says, why the long face? <laughs> uh first of all i want to say my favorite joke i love that joke about the screwdriver but yeah. it has um demographics because if you are in like new york yeah. it, the person the person changes to like an alfonso and if you're like in the midwest um it changes to like a billy bob and then if you're in like california it's like a bryce it's yeah. every, each place that you go has a different punchline to it. It's funny. But the one that's the smartest, wouldn't it be like a Phillips screwhead? That's what I took it as. No, I got <laughs> it. I, I yeah. get it. It's just funny. It's adapted itself <laughs> to like different cultures. Yeah, it's great. I mean, dumb is universal. Dumb is universal. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to open up some dumb shit right now. A little hard what seltzer. Is, oh, there you go. Cheers yeah. to that. Yeah. I can it's happy hour every day. It All is. Day. All day. You have kids. <laughs> well, that stinks. I'm empty handed. So get we'll, we'll get there. That, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just glad to see your face, to be honest. <laughs> I am happy to see anybody but my children. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, yeah, because not only are the businesses closed, well, not all of them, right? You're still working. Right. Yeah, I have one um, one uh, location still open. Uh, we are just barely getting by. It's crazy. 
Yeah. We have uh, five employees employed, so they're not on unemployment. That's great. And we're trying every day, and we have an amazing customer base for Buffalo and Bergen, and um, a lot of people helping, ordering, giving us different, um, you know, not advice, but like if they have like a, a catering for, not even a catering, an order for a hospital or something, like they're willing to donate their money to us to feed a hospital. So I'm extremely fortunate in that realm. Like I have, I'm going to cry. Actually, I, you really see the networks you've built over all the time and like, you know, being in the business 20 plus years and, and how like you pick each other up. Yeah. Especially when everything is against our business. The bars, the restaurants. Yeah, I was sitting in a, uh, a board meeting, of course, in Zoom, uh, sitting in uh, a board meeting the other day, and, they, and I used something, I offered something you suggested to me, which they were talking about buying gift certificates, like, mm-hmm. because they're not taking their clients out, and they were media folks, and there's always money sitting there, and now, you know, they're not, they're not taking anyone out, they're not, you know, doing the whining and dining, because obviously they cannot, um, but I gave them the opportunity, I, I gave them not, uh, the, the suggestion you shared which was buy gift certificates for your local restaurants. You can still give that as a gift. It's an immediate injection of income that may you may not have to deliver on in months if people choose not to, or at least keeps your folks um, employed at this point in time. So I thought it was a great, a great thing to offer. Um, that's something I hadn't initially, even having you as my friend and knowing so many people in the food and beverage industry, it didn't initially come to me as to why buying a gift certificate now made such a big difference. It is. Uh, it, there, I don't think there's a wrong thing you could do right now, you know, other than not supporting somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I just... You have to keep every day, it'll change of what's going to make the difference. And for right now, the people that are, are going to work and you see their restaurants open and um, that they're trying to help with their employees, those are the people that you should be helping because they really do care. Like if you have yeah. an owner that's on you know, Facebook or Instagram or the news, whatever, and they're pleading for funds to to pay their employees or to give them something it's because a a large chance of it is that people don't qualify for unemployment or benefits of unemployment and what you don't know is that like unemployment comes with a lot of different um you know there's a lot of rules to unemployment it's not just you had to have worked or all of that you can't owe back taxes you can't have blah 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 There's there's a lot of other things so you know you don't think about that, right? Because you're not involved in everyone's personal life. But when someone can't eat, yeah, you're very much involved. So like, I feel like, you know, everybody has a couple of places they like to go to, whether it's, you know, a hamburger joint or, you know, you're a fine dining kind of person. Either way, support what's in your repertoire. I'm not telling everybody to go out and give everybody, you know, all their money and then they can't eat and they can't do stuff. But if they're like your home base and like you definitely love this place, and give them whatever you can to ensure the fact that they're going to be there to be the place you love in two years or when the world becomes normal again. Because from what we're hearing, just because the city says we're open, not coming in a restaurant. 
and yeah. they're not going to open the restaurants that quickly. The same with like, you know, public pools or, you know, I don't know, movie houses or, um, you know, stadiums. You're just not going. We were discussing the other day about um, when we do come back from all this. And it's hard to stay optimistic, optimistic in the midst of it. And that's exactly where we are right now. But to your point, it's going to come back. We will rebound from this as well. Um, But to imagine what restaurants must or food and beverage in uh, facilities period no matter what it be um just thinking about the amount of work it's going to take to get them back open just like are they going to the restaurants will they have you know certain cleaning schedules they have to uh, abide by are there new things that we have to do because of coronavirus does it change the way you clean does it change other things that have yet to be seen like even retail stores you know there is going to be um, I mean, it, which is opportunity, absolutely opportunity for people to go back to work, but that's going to be a big lift. You know, I want to comment on that. You know, a lot of, of the rules that came out to the restaurants were nothing new. You know, we didn't get like this crazy list. Like we're like, oh man, we're going to have to like change gloves and, and, you know, cover our faces and sneeze in our arms. The restaurant industry invented sneezing in your arm. Okay. Yeah. More importantly, we've been cleaning like that. At least a good establishment has been cleaning like that forever. G- granted, is contactless is our new thing yeah. where like you put something down and then you pick it up as a customer. And if we touch the same thing, I can no longer give you that bag and I have to take it back and toss everything and start again. I understand that, right? Explain that to me. I'm sorry. I, miss, I, I don't think I understand. The contactless pickup mm-hmm. is a real thing. So what we have in like our table, like in our restaurant is the table's out front, you order online, you, or you call in your order, we take your credit card over the phone, there's no exchange of cash. We put your bag after we have on clean gloves, because mm-hmm. the person that's doing the door is constantly burning gloves because oh, sure. you, you, you basically change it every single time. Take the bag, put it on the counter, then you pick it up. The problem is that people come up to the door and they're about a little bit more than 70 feet from us. And they'll be like, you'll go to put it down. You'll be like, please let me put it down for a second. And then they will touch the bag while you're touching the bag. And you can't do that. Then I have to start all over again. And that means I got to take off my gloves, take off my apron, do you know, whatever, because yeah. you just, you got too close. You're, you're, um, you know, you're within, if you're touching the same bag I'm touching, chances are we're six inches of each other. Gotcha. And Granted, I have a face mask on now, which is I find very limiting. <laughs> it is very hot to work in a restaurant with a face mask on, a face mask on, and you have to change it every few hours. Like there's like yeah. a lot of things that you do now that are very different. But you were talking about the the retail. It has never occurred to me how many times people pick something up, look at it, and then put it back. Until yeah. now. And I have never like even began to imagine that because it didn't matter. It didn't matter because we didn't worry. You didn't, you like, to... Sorry, I went to a, um, a drugstore because I needed to get like, you know, shampoo and stuff, whatever. And I went in, I had gloves on and a mask and I changed my clothes. By the way, I get naked in my garage now. So that's real interesting. 
hundred percent sure that my neighbors have definitely seen me undressed. Um, I, I have clean clothes in the garage. I change into, and then usually we'll just have like a towel waiting. Then I go shower, and then I put on new clothes if I've been yeah. out. Because what I've read is that coronavirus can live on um, cloths for like three hours. It's crazy to me. Yeah. So anyway, I wipe down every single thing that I'm bringing in the house. I mean, yeah. I have two children and one with a reactive airway issue. So I am super afraid that I'm going to A, bring something home to her and get her sick. B, I don't want to get sick myself. Yeah. You know? Yep. And like, C, I'm not sure that some people really believe that this is happening. So they don't care when they go to these stores. Yeah. I was um, uh, out yesterday and we stopped by and we're doing social distancing. We're six feet apart and we needed to drop something off for a friend at their house. Um, not far. And their neighbor came over and they were just, you know, everyone's just kind of standing around talking for a little bit. And there, and it was crazy as her husband is a doctor and she's like, ah, it's no big deal. And she's like, very like, um, kind of just, um, uh, nonchalant about it all and I was just Dave and I were like oh my goodness like it just seemed like here your husband's a doctor and you're it's you're like uh you know just kind of like um because she was telling one of the other women who were standing there she was like well you know you're healthy and you're, you'll be fine you're healthy you well, you know what's what's gonna, the worst thing you'll happen is lose a few pounds and I was like wow what news are you watching see that's the whole thing so like my my sis my niece is a nurse in New York and she's her, it's her first year out of school wow. and she's a nurse in the Bronx and what that child ha- and, I, and she is still a child to me what she has witnessed is, is is 10 lifetimes of death that you should never have seen yeah and to see and she says you know to have a, a, a refrigerated truck as a morgue three high you know and packing them full of people 180 people at a time and shipping them off to be dealt with later yeah you tell that me is, that's not real. Yeah. That's real. And yeah. you know, a lot of people, young people, she said, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's only it matters to old people. She's like, I see a lot of uh, young people that got sick and they just died because they had issues that they didn't even know about. Yeah. They had conjunctive heart disease that, you know, they didn't know about. They had, you know, um, diabetes. They didn't know, you know, like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I have a brother-in-law with lupus, and it's um, he's in his early 50s. He's always been as healthy as one with lupus could be. Um, but, I mean, he's had a lot of health issues along the way. But right now, you know, knock on wood, he's pretty healthy. But, yeah, they had to be really careful. He's not working. My sister's not working. They're staying at the house. They're really um, very uh, – they limit – he's not seeing their grandchildren right now. Um, and to your point, doing all the extra steps – um, because you have to be careful. It's serious. It's really serious stuff. I mean, we haven't, so, we're, so anybody that's listening, we are located in Washington, D.C., in the greater Washington area. And we are about two and a half weeks behind New York. Yeah. So we haven't even seen our height yet. And it's coming. And it's very foolish to think that it's not coming for each region. You yeah. know, and... And it's moving in on itself because right now, New Orleans, Florida, all kinds of areas are getting like inundated with cases. And obviously there are places with the biggest airports and stuff. And all, all I want is for people to realize like, you know, stay home. 
yeah. or don't or don't see anybody or just get on a zoom call and get totally trashed yeah yep speaking yeah. of getting trashed yeah let's get trashed let's get trashed okay i'm gonna spin my computer around because i set up everything because you told me what i was going to need okay let's see you recognize this kitchen gina yeah can you show everybody home a naked lady <laughs> <laughs> The one that everyone thinks of me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That you, that lady, you're definitely, you're way thinner than that lady and younger. Actually, when I shot that picture, she was probably way younger. She's probably half my age now. No, maybe, yeah, maybe about half my age. That's funny, but I am now. <laughs> all anyway, right. all right. I'm all, so, I'm hydrated. <clears throat> so what do you got? Do you want to see my 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 setup? Yes. What do you have? All right. So we're gonna do um, take some blueberries. Do you have blueberries? Okay. And you put them in a glass. You got a glass? Let me see your glass. What kind of glass do you want me to have? Like a tumbler. Okay. My rocks. We're, we're rocks. Okay. Rocks is how fine. How about a Is good? Yeah. You like that? Okay. Yeah. All right. How are many blueberries ready? am I gonna put in here? Uh, depending on the size, like mine are a nice like medium size. So I'm gonna use like ten. Mine pretty small. Uh, okay, about 10. Yeah, so like 10. I mean, put a little actually, put a little extra, it's fine. So we're gonna put them in the bottom of the glass and then we're gonna take our mint that we picked from our yard today. And we're just gonna take our leaves and we're gonna take like about 15 um, mint leaves. They're really small right now because they're tender and they're just fresh. So mine are pretty big, Gina. Do I do like half of that then? No, maybe like, yeah, like seven or eight. I mean, you know, my like I said, mine mine are really little still. So okay, so there put them in. Got it. Just the leaves. And now you're gonna take your muddler. You have a muddler somewhere? I do. I brought pulled or that because I had a sneaking suspicion <clears throat> you were gonna ask me to do this. All right. Okay. So we're gonna take it and we're just gonna give it a little press, right? So we're gonna make a we're basically making a crutch. So yeah, I have a funny story about this drink. I thought it would make everybody laugh a little bit. So when I first started bartending, right, this is the time in your life we tell everybody every story you know. Yep. When I first started bartending, I bartended at this place called um, 15 Rio. It was one of my first gigs. And there was a drink on the menu called um, a blueberry smash. And oh, yes. I definitely made this drink wrong. And I think I think I told this story once before, but anyway, we're gonna, um, we're, we're gonna smash it down and so I worked in the session and, and yeah, and we had this cocktail on the menu. Well, I made about 10 bazillion of these drinks and I hated them every <laughs> single time. But they're actually a very good drink. So we're going to drink it. Okay. So I want to, I don't know if you could see, uh, maybe you're going to see this video. Maybe you're never going to see this video. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't have a jigger at all. Can you imagine that? What? So just so you know, two ounces. Two ounces of liquor is uh, 59.8 out milliliters, 59.9, no, 58.9 milliliters. So I have uh, about a quarter of a cup. Okay, so I'm gonna quarter take a, a, a quarter of a cup of white rum and I'm gonna pour it in. And then okay. I'm gonna take one eighth of a cup or half an ounce okay. of simple syrup. Oh, let me grab my simple. I'm in my refrigerator, can you tell? I like it. Half an ounce 
much you said? Uh, half. Half, half. Depending if you want a little sweeter. Okay. Half. Thank you. Got it. Then you're going to take half a lime. Got it. And you're going to face it in. And you're going to squeeze it in. And then you're going to take the actual whole lime after you squeeze it and just drop it in there as well. Oh, okay. So basically, if you see what it looks like, it you're pushing everything in there so you have like all the junk at the bottom. And then we're going to take some ice. Yeah, junk in my trunk and in the bottom right. of my glass. <laughs> yes, you know, looks like, right? And you're going to take the ice. And you're going to... Oh, I just... Okay. No, you're not taking... It's just a crust. I don't have... Um, I just have small rocks. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Anything is fine when you're at home. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, anything. I'm going to show you a little neat... Um, a little neat toy I had forever. So this is like an old school uh, crushed ice, like you would have made oh. this back in the day. But it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's like an old antique. It looks like Batman it, on the bottom. It does. So they had the coolest stuff back in the um, back in the day, back in the sixties. Anyway, so I don't have my spoon, so now I'm going to use a knife. I'm going to push it down to use a spoon, <laughs> and you're just going to push it in. And, and basically, what it crushes, the ice is on top, and you take little sips. And it'll get sweeter as you get to the bottom of your drink. And it's it's meant to last. So making crushes during like, you know, it's like today. And you can't, you don't want to like suck it back too much or too fast. You just kind of finish up your drink and you let it sit. And then a little bit of water and all that stuff adds in uh, time. It'll dilute a little bit and it's just really nice. And that's it. A little spring so here. Like it's like. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. That's pretty good. Cheers. Oh, that's delicious. That's really great. I like it. So you're doing, do you usually use your, like, I even have metal straws at the house. But because no one's coming to my go, house, it's perfect. I don't want to go in the house because I might fear I might run into a small person. Well, you know, I just use this. Only... <laughs> I just went like this. That's enough to keep your children out. I just use this knife on them. <laughs> I mean, in like a perfect, you know, it's so funny. You always ask for all these days off, right? You're like, oh, this oh, is so good. I want to have all these days off and I want to do, you know, I, I have so many projects around the house to do and all this stuff. Well, that ran out like two weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm kind of over that. So Dave is Dave has been doing really great projects around the house. So it's kind of a win-win because you know we both work from home, so it's a lot of time together. Um, and so, but now we're not even going out in the evening. So, but he's been working on projects. Um, he's built a beautiful bench for outside. He's built a gate. He's putting in new uh, stair faces. All this woodworking. It's great. It's the only way to stay married. I want to see what like our listeners are doing. Somebody's done this. Like, if you're hearing this episode, I want you to like. I want you to post to us, tag us on Instagram. Let me see yeah. what you're doing. How are you staying sane? DM uh, us. Um, yeah, but DM us. You have questions. You have a bunch of stuff sitting in your liquor cabinet. You don't know what to do with it. Let's do something with it. Make yeah. me my make me my next suggestion. Oh, good lord! Oh, well, make, like send in like the most random. Um, Co- uh, in, ingredient 
Yeah. Tell us what your spirit ingredient is and Gina will make a cocktail with it. <laughs> oh, my spirit ingredient these days, I'm going to tell you what it is now. It's this um, hard seltzer. I just kind of put it on everything. And you then, put that shit on everything? And then I hide. And then I like to hide. So when I'm not working, I'm trying to figure out how to hide. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, I got to give it, my husband is um, unemployed right now at the moment. So he's become the um, teacher. Uh-huh. And I, honestly, teachers don't get paid enough money because yeah, having sure. your kids, trying to teach them like an actual lesson is super crazy. My kids are like waving in the window right now. Yeah, my uh, my puppies are looking me through the glass. It's fine. Dave's like, can I, mean, I have one of those? I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm working, damn it. Yeah, you can. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I keep yeah. decorating my drink. I really don't know why. I'm just like, oh, I'll just decorate it some more. Do you um, feel like all, don't you, like, I have a question. Go ahead. I don't know how much time we have or don't have or whatever. Janice will let us know. Yeah, do you feel, and like, I'm sure that I'm not alone in the world on this, but I think that some of the things that we used to do and the way I navigated my life prior to this has made me like have a retro, like a, a different perspective on what I was doing and thinking like, you know, really the basics that you need to survive, like sometimes they're just ignored because you're so worried about like this other thing that now can't help you. Whether it's money or fame or Insta fame or, you know, I I don't know, like money can help, but I'm thinking about it now, like you just really need to eat and have shelter and be warm, right? (laughs) And like- I'm trying to like, I don't know, like really, really rethink things. Like, I don't know, like, you know, you know, have you, have you found yourself in that rabbit hole or uh, like looking up 1918 and what was going on when the Spanish flu happened? And it was, and it was also during, and it was also during prohibition in this country. And then it led to the great depression. And then all of those people that navigated the great return of the United States, right? And then, or the world, I should say, and innovative and whatever, and the grandparents, the savers that built the wealth that sustained all these decades based on all that famine, no alcohol, and uh, depression. Yeah, I, I guess. I, do you not think about that? I do. It, conversation. I don't even know. No, I, I think what it is is it look. It makes you, it shows that this. It, it's proof that this too will pass and this is not, um, it has happened before and we've overcome. And um, I think what's crazy is that we do um, tend to forget, like even, you know, with 9-11, you know, there, there are people who, it, it, that happened during our lifetime and changed the, our world. It changed the way we function. Um, but there are already people beginning to forget or people who weren't, you know, it's recent history and it, it feels so fresh and new for me, but there are others that, you know, that are so young that they don't need, you know, it doesn't really play into their psyche. But I, I think to your point is that on a more positive note that we will get through this, we'll get to the other side, things will obviously change. Um, and hopefully for the better that we get smarter, we don't take our eye off the ball on world events, um, certain leaders, um, 
and we kind of we yeah <laughs> barely touched that third rail um but then you know maybe this is if nothing else uh, you know we learn what not to do and how not to behave um as an individual as well as a country i mean that's all we can hope for right it is you yeah. gotta figure out what so what do we what is everybody so i also want to know what everybody is like doing what are you, do, are you doing your part you know, like I'm doing, I, I, we are doing, um, we're feeding meals to hospital workers in uh, DC and we partnered with Feed the Heroes DMV and you could go and donate as little as a dollar or as much as you'd like. And it feeds um, firefighters, EMTs and hospital workers, all of them, not just the wow. doctors, That's nurses, great. right? Like you, you know, it's a basic, a meal is basic, right? And then like DC Central Kitchen here in DC is doing, um, well, they do it. So they're part of uh, World Kitchen that's doing over 60,000 meals daily. And yeah. like, you know, some of you out there listening, you know, are thinking, what should I do with my stimulus money that I don't need? I have a great idea. Donate it to one of a cause. Find a cause that you can see where the money is going or what we're doing or what Louise has been doing. Louise, what are we doing? So we have a big announcement coming up. We're a little premature. It's still in the works. It's still very, uh, the paint has not dried, but the ink is on the, on the, on the contract. Um, we are um, doing a grassroots, we as in designated drinker, are doing a grassroots effort to raise funds for the James Beard Foundation. Um, the campaign is yet to kick off, but we have huge, huge expectations and goals. Um, and again, to your point, every dollar counts. I'm calling it a campaign that's kind of like a virtual tip jar um, to, um, advocate for, for, you know, whatever you can donate, not, you know, there are a lot of people hurting in and outside of the food and beverage industry. And if you have a dollar, if you have 10, if you have 50 cents, all of that. And when we all pull together, that makes a, a much bigger impact than, you know, your single dollar alone. So we have yet to really launch everything and let go let out all the, the, the ins and outs of the campaign, but we know the money is going to go to James Beard Foundation and they are putting together programs um, that will help restaurants and bar, bars, our food and beverage industry as a whole come back and not only come back, but also be open in the campaign called Open for Good, meaning that double entendre open because it's the right to do good things um, and then also to stay open because our food and beverage industry is the fabric of our neighborhoods um, where I live it, it's like to your point it's when things happen it changes your perspective and of course I'm often in there I'm often in restaurants and bars and it's part of my social life um, but I re you realize now how much you cherish that time and the people that are behind, behind those bars who are serving your food, who are cooking your food. Um, they are totally not, not many live in your neighborhood, but also what they do every day actually makes your neighborhood a neighborhood. So, um, yeah, so that's what we're doing when we'll have more details as that, um, um, builds out, builds up and, and goes out and launches into the world. But it's, um, it's, it's, we're almost there. Oh, look we, at that. We have a surprise guest. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have my daughter, Gianna. She's joining the show today. She wants, well, to, um, she wants to say hi to everybody. She wants to say hi to everybody. Okay. And you're going to go bike riding, huh? Are you bike riding? Oh, we've got two. We've okay. got, got a right, two on there. All right. On that note, Louise, 
Well, let's do our little housekeeping that we so we just don't forget. Um, where are we going to send them to go get this recipe, Gina? So we're going to designateddrinker.show. What was that? Designated drink show. And all the tips and how-tos on this cocktail, plus all the ones that Gina and our guest barkeep have um, brought to the show, keep you guys ha- you know, happy in your home, yeah. cocktailing alone, uh, but know that we're here with you. And to Gina's point, if there's anything we can do to help you figure out how to make that next cocktail, send us a line, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, um, however you want to reach out to us. And we'd love to have you uh, be a part of the show and We'll do a little and, shout out and see what we can do for you. And follow us so that you can, you'll know where to give your extra change to make a change in somebody else's life. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. All of that will be there. Absolutely. All right. All right. I love you. It's nice love to you see too. you. Miss you. Miss you. Bye, girls. Have a great bike ride. Oh, bye. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.